and fellow adventurers, welcome to the Midmax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord. We can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout out to all of those at our big number level and above: Rock Jedi, Rob, Wolf, Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, Elisa Ellie, Das Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, Jason K, Jamie H, Slayer Four Nine Six Seven. Hope just gonna sneak right past you there. Dicky Lopez, Licky Topez, Carnifex, Alex K, Mordine, Doma and Laka, Doctor Grinis, Forevermore, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Treehugger, Darren W, Gold Rhino, Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Fig Tear, Zach S, Joe Sleeve, Darren, Caleb W, Corey and Pickle. Shout out to new patron this week at the build up level, Jerry W. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of session one hundred. Down in the Darklands, our new rainbow crystal dog friend in tow, we continue on into a room with mushrooms and some water. Shortly, we get attacked by two big rock tree monster things. Everything is crazy with swallow hole and self-mazing and gravity bullshit. In the end, we prevail without taking too much damage. But it's clear the attacks of more monsters are imminent. You see on the ceiling five spider-like creatures ready to descend on you that looks like this there's like four mouths trying to eat one thing that is of course fleshy uh five five no i think that one's a claw no there's a fifth mouth down below so five five mouths like 60 eyes but they're not like spider eyes like random eyes across the entire body yeah mosquito meets spider meets alien from the alien movies meets i don't want to talk about it Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> to all Which of type of alien from the alien movies? Stomach ripper outers. The part that comes out of the mouth after they open yeah, the head. The second yeah. mouth that comes out of the mouth. Yeah. yeah. There's five of those. <laughs> <laughs> you see this thing on the wall, the cave wall next to you. It's about 20 feet off the ground, uh, but only about 10 feet away from you, you know, square wise. And it is looking at you with all of its eyes and hundreds of eyes are following your movements. It notices you notice it, and it screeches from five alien mouths. And I need everybody to give me initiative. With no chance to rest in between, we're going to go top of round one. Wizard, you get the jump on everything. Well, I guess Wizard and Jeb tied, so you choose who goes first. I would prefer to go first. All right, Wizard. No! Oh, no. (laughs) Just kidding. I mean, I'm just going to make a recall knowledge check as my first action. Give me occultism. Or, you know, never mind. Give me arcana. (laughs) It's a success. How the fuck is a 33 a success? I rolled a 3. You get a plus 30, dude. I rolled a 3. I know. Okay, I'll take a success. Standard success? You get two pieces of information after I tell you that this is a Gogateth. A Gogateth is a large aberration, as you see. They're just this slavering nightmare of teeth, eyes, and hairy spider-like legs. Hives of these things haunt the lowest reaches of the Darklands, uh, competing with cave worms and other subterranean horrors for soup, for food and resources. A Gogateth is rarely seen alone, as these oversized vermin learned long ago that the best means of surviving is sticking close to others of their own kind. What two pieces of info would you like? Uh, I want weaknesses and uh, immunities. None on both. Okay. 
senses. Standard perception. Sight, hearing, smell. But not, you know, supernatural. Not specifically scent. Hearing, yeah, it doesn't have, like, a, a precise scent. All right, second and third actions, I cast fourth level invisibility on myself. So basically, you guys see me pop out of my maze, be like, what the fuck? See that thing, go invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle's all excited you're alive, and you're just like, deuces. Dip out. I mean, hey, I guess at least we know he's alive. Hey, uh, wizard, um, where's all the stuff that was in your extra-dimensional spaces? All around me. Well, the wizard appears out of nowhere with a clatter of magical items, trinkets, and munchies, and then disappears once more. Since I know invisibility, do I know that that's what the wizard cast? And you guys have seen me cat or heard me cast this many times. You know he's a little bitch, and you know that's what he did. Well, I mean, it's more important that I know that he casts invisibility because and not like teleport or something. Yeah, not like another maze where he's not there anymore. Because if I know it's invisibility, I won't drop an AOE on top of him. Then after the wizard, Jebediah, it's your turn. So have I seen? Do I see anything? You can see the one that's on the wall closest to the wizard. There's another one on the wall above the water next to Turtle. Oh, so out of reach. Okay. Well, then I'm just going to have Turtle retreat back to us. Difficult terrain on the Weymouth. She's a turtle. She doesn't give a fuck. It's got 90 feet. She's probably all right. Oh, wait. Her movement's 90? Well, for two turns. Oh, 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 I see. 45. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, over two. Yeah, that's absolutely enough. Yeah, I guess Jeff will just do his turn to surround Moonlight and be done. Then after Jebediah, uh, Jebediah, Moonlight, give me your perception checks. Hey, there's a good roll. I'm using my nat 20 for the night on perception of 43. I'm too dazzled by the mushrooms. You see one of these creatures to the south of you leap the divide over the body of water, land, and then hide behind the green mushroom. I see it hiding. Yeah, you see which spot it, it hid in. It's trying to hide in for you. Nobody else can see it unless Moonlight points it out. Which is an action. True it is. So then, after all that, we're going to go over to Peach Pie. It's your turn. Well, these enemies are quite a ways away from me, but I can get to it with a sudden charge. But here's the thing. Would I still be raging? I think probably not. There would have been a a brief moment in between the defeating of the previous enemies and the appearance of these current enemies. Although, I heard the skittering from the other side of the water. So I may have been somewhat aware that there was something there. I don't know. Up to you. Your call. So here's here's what I'll say. You can see the two north of you. Yeah, I can see them. I guess what I'm wondering is, would there have been a time when I maybe wouldn't have been aware that there were any more enemies to you? Oh, I see what you're saying. Totally up to you. Did he drop out of rage at the end of the last combat? At the end of the last combat. Is this literally directly afterwards? This is directly afterwards, yes. And I did hear the skittering from the other side of the water, but I can see it going either way. Yeah, so Whatever you think. I'm going to say because the skittering wasn't followed up on and you were focusing on getting across the river, understandably, I'm going to say no. The rage is not there. Okay. Now I have to remember what happens when I drop out of a rage. Am I fatigued? You just can't use it for a minute. All right, I just can't use it for a minute. 
Well, I am not going to bother with it then. I am just going to sudden charge on up to this dude. Oh, hey, look, that's where the wizard was. And we're going to attack him. It's 20 feet up on the wall. It's 20 feet up on the wall. I missed that part. Probably also a good reason for Peach Pie to drop out of the rage because you don't have a ton of options here. Well, that wouldn't matter. Not having options. Yeah, I mean, if, 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 if he can see them, he can continue to rage. Yeah, but, but it wasn't until if he dropped they made out, themselves. He dropped out. Yeah, they did. They didn't make themselves present until the one screeched and the wizard dipped. Okay, I'm going to move to right there. So I move kind of north towards the two that are 20 feet up on the wall, and uh, with my second two actions, I'm going to ready action to attack should one of them get into my range. All right. Then after Peach Pie, Moonlight, it's your turn. Yeah, I was going to wait for those ones to get closer, but I think Peach Pie's kind of messed that one up. So, yeah, Sky to the South. I'm just going to use a Reach. Yeah, we'll go with a, a Reach Phantasmal Killer Level 5. I haven't used right. those yet. Will save, then? Will save. All right. Ugh. Roll the three on the die. Uh, 23 total. Um, that's a critical failure. Well, there it is. Is it higher level than this? No. Give me a fortitude save. A 33. It does. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, so the Gagateth, being a pack animal, and also being, like, having dark vision and having so many fucking eyes, it, it knows where everything is around it as often as it can, and it's always with pack members. So in this Gagatat's mind eye, it finds itself suddenly and abruptly alone, and darkness begins to close in on it. And as the last vestiges of its vision close in around, its aberrant hearts stop abruptly, and it drops dead. Well then. I mean, and Moonlight's never seen this happen before. They're in fucking shock. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the fuck just happened? This is the first time this has ever actually happened. So, yeah, uh, dead. Just like that. Gosh, and I can even imagine on the encroaching darkness, you see, like, a, this, this silhouette of moonlight just, like, overpowering this creature mentally, and it just dies outright. That's the first time we've seen that. That's awesome. Yep. Boom. One-third right. down. <laughs> what, one spell? <laughs> just one-shot it. Jesus. Don't even have to roll damage. Nope. Which would have been 15d6 mental damage in front four. <laughs> well, that was not quite expected, but here we are. Did I mention I love high-level casters? <laughs> <laughs> then uh, a Gagateth that nobody saw skitters out from the patch of mushrooms just in front of the one that died a moment ago. Crosses the distance. Probably wants to know what the fuck just happened to its brother. <laughs> Passes by Jebediah, Moonlight, and Turtle. It actually passes north of them. And as it's passing by, the long, sharp legs reach out and cut at each of the three of our heroes. It gets three strides and ends up right there on the Wemmoth's body. I will take my thing, or does its thing happen first? Its thing's going to happen first because it's going to pass each of the three of these. So let me get those out of the way. Wait, so who's it passing? So it skitters past Jebediah, Moonlight, and Turtle. It has a 10-foot reach with its legs, so it gets a, a leg strike on each of the three of you. Okay. Jeb does a 35 hit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Jeb, you're gonna take 19 points of damage, piercing. Moonlight, 35. Moonlight, you will take 18 points of piercing damage. Turtle, and that one on the die, that's gonna miss. That's the important one, I guess, so. Yeah, exactly. That's two actions for it. Now I'm gonna take my thing. Go ahead. And I swing at it. It did go through an attack of opportunity threatened square for Peach Pie here. Well, I had my ready action. Ready action. Oh, there's that too. And I get a 32. That hits. Oh, I hit it. I deal it weak damage, 39. 39. Well, it takes all that bludgeoning damage, but it gets a third action even after that skittering assault that it just had. Uh, however, this one's at the third multiple attack penalty. Jaw attack on Peach Pie. A 30 to hit. That will miss. Which then takes us over to the first Gogateth that was spotted by the Wiz. Uses its first action to climb down the wall. God, for some reason, I mean, because they look like mosquitoes, I keep thinking they're going to fly. I'm going to cast fly on one. Moves in on Peach Pie with two actions. It's flanking his, with his buddy here and makes a jaw attack. Peach Pie does a 44 hit. It does. In fact, because they're flanking, it's a critical. Well, Peach Pie, you are going to take 56 points of piercing damage, and with a free action, it will grab you. That takes us over to the other Gagateth that was on the wall on the north side of the cavern. This one that was hanging up over the river, or over the body of water. First action, Peach Pie, you're gonna get, going to get an attack of opportunity here. I've already used my reaction. No, it's been my turn since. No, oh, that's action. right. A ready action creates I've a reaction. My reaction. Yeah, that's right. So this one uses two actions to get down and uh, skitter over to Peach Pie and also make a jaw attack on him, getting a 37 to hit. That will hit. Gets a 19 damage as it bites into you. It doesn't use its grab action, and it used all three actions to get down to you. Well, that's the bottom of round one, which takes us up to the top of round two. Wizard, you're invisible. It's your turn. Everyone's kind of clumped together. We're in a line. Um, I'm going to use my first action to move around to a position, because right now, north of all the enemies and everybody in my moves to the southwest, I'm trying to find a good cone. Fuck. Trying to find a good spot to get a 60-foot cone off and hit everybody, including Peach Pie, but not hit Turtle, Moonlight, and Jeb. Hit yourself. Six-level cone of cold. So that doesn't hit any of you other than Peach Pie, right? Right. So insane. Okay. So you've got three Gagatests and Peach Pie in that 60-foot cone. Well, then. All the Gagatests fail in their reflex save. Peach Pie fails, too. Aww. Whoops. Eh, mediocre damage. On uh, 14d6, I did 53 damage. And since they all failed, everyone takes 53 points of cold damage. So then after the wizard pops back in just to the west of the Gogateths, and Peach Pie drops a cone of cold, takes everybody by surprise. I am still invisible. Sorry, what? Oh, greater invisibility, yeah? It's fourth level, yeah. Nice. All right, well, then never mind. The wizard doesn't reappear. Jebediah, it's your turn. In his internal struggle to heal or do damage, he decides to do damage. <laughs> and I am going to target all three of them with a chain lightning. Starting with the one in the back, he succeeds. 39. 
Critically fails. Yeah, crit failed. And so we get a little bit of everything. Yeah, so Gagatas got one success, one crit failure, one failure on the chain lightning. Alright, number five takes 21, the critical failure takes 99, and the normal failure takes 56. Damn. And Turtle is going to cap pounce up to this one and get flanking with Peach Pie. As Turtle pounces, eyes on the Gagateth back, focus on Turtle. You cannot flank this creature. No. I can still hit it, though. How about 43? Damn straight. That's a critical hit. That's really low, low, low. Time to the second attack, and it's a natural one. That's all I got. Turtle does 33 points of critical damage to the Gagateth, which takes us over to one Gagateth that was hiding in the back, yet to reveal itself. Oh no. With its first action, sidles up to Jebediah and Moonlight. With its second action, makes a jaw attack on Jebediah. Does a 40 hit. Sure does. Jeb, you're gonna take 33 points of damage as a free action. This thing is Can going you fucking to say grab. I'll throw. <laughs> As a free action, Jeb gets grabbed by a multitude of this mouths. This fucking adventure pad is just grab and swallow. <laughs> and with its third action, lifts Jebediah up and skitters back. Well, that was the wrong guy to do. How fucking far is it going? Yeah, what's this movement? 40 feet. Oh. Holy fuck grabs Jebediah and its multitude of teeth and jaws and skitters 40 feet back Jebediah in tow. Which takes us over to Peach Pie. It's your turn. Yay! I'm going to attack this one in front of me. Since I really can't move around or do anything. No, I'm going to attack the one in between me and Terrell because that one looks more injured. I get a 46 to hit. That's critical hit. Fantastic. I will deal it 68 damage and knock it prone. Big hit from Peach Pie. Wait. And we'll attack it again. Oh, I'll get a 26 emits. And I guess I'll just attack it a third time. See if we can kill it. Gonna try. 35. 35 hits. And we'll kill it. As it gets smashed into the ground, Peach Pie double taps it and splat. Hundreds of eyeballs pop across its back and squirt liquid everywhere as Peach Pie kills it. Gross. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. And then I believe you know the threat you missed with your second. After Peach Pie, Moonlight, it's your turn. Yeah, let's see. It definitely seems like Peach Pie and the Wiz have those other ones pretty well in hand. feel like Jeb is the one I need to worry about. Save Jeb! Though, I'm going to need a will save from Gogateth number one. All right. The one with Jeb in tow gets a 31. Uh, it's a failure. Oh, I am also I am using Reach Spell on this because he's outside of 30. Oh, okay. All right. What spell is it? I now possess him. <laughs> Moonlight, you can see the floors, the ceiling behind you to the left, to the right of you, and you have, you think, maybe 10 mouths? More or less? It's hard to tell, but you have Jeb in your grip. Okay. Um, since I was a regular failure, I take partial control. I do slump to the ground, and on its turn, it has to make another will save to see if it gets to act or if, or if I act for that turn. All right, then. 
Does your uh, initiative move right next to it? I, I basically moved right before it. My, my initiative doesn't really change until the spell ends, I don't think. But I just don't have my own initiative anymore. Got it. While I'm possessing it. Then once the spell ends, I go right before it. Then after Moonlight possesses the Gagateth that's grabbing Jeb, we're going to go over to the Gagateth that currently has Peach Pie in its mouths. Peach Pie, you get picked up, and you get skittered 30 feet back and then 30 feet up on the wall. So it actually picks you up and carries you up the cavern wall. Don't worry, I'll be fine. <laughs> Which takes us over to the other Gagateth that was in the melee with Peach Pie. This one uses its first action to stride up to Turtle. Its second action to attack Turtle with its jaws gets a 40 to hit. Turtle takes 30 points of piercing damage on the bite and gets grabbed as a free action. And then finally, it makes a leg attack on Turtle. It kind of slices into Turtle's flanks with its legs while it's grappling in its teeth. 38 to hit. Then Turtle takes an additional 19 points of damage. That's the end of round two that takes us up to the top of round three. Wizard, you're invisible, and you just watched several of your friends get picked up and taken away. Uh, actually, I did not watch Jeb. I can't see Jeb. Oh, uh, is Moonlight in your line of sight? No. Oh, never mind. You didn't see shit, Wizard. Well, you did see Peach Pie get picked up and carried up the wall. I can see Peach Pie. I can't see the other ones. I have no idea what's going on with them. Mushroom Forest getting in the way. Well, I see the one carrying Peach Pie, so I'm going to take a shot at it. For Pythagorean purposes, it's 30 feet in the air. That's fine. The spell I'm using is 120 foot range. Ew. Uh, I'm already hero pointed. Hero point. I rolled a 4 and got a 30, which appears to be a miss. Take Peach Pie. <sighs> I roll a 7 and hit it with a 33. That does hit. Needs a fortitude save, right? Yes, yes it does. I'm disintegrating it. It appears to have failed. Yeah, 31. So here's 12 d10 damage. Ooh. Uh, 78 damage. Nice. And third action, I'm going to move, because I, I, I don't like not seeing half my party. I want to get into a position where I can see... Oh! I see Jeb is now being carried away, and I see Moonlight... Lying on the ground. Lying on the ground. Un- unconscious. Um, <laughs> this this look, appears to be going much worse than I thought it was. I, no, it's okay, wizard. I, I It seems as though Moonlight has done the thing that, that it did in the last thing with the taking over an enemy thing. I don't remember that. In the mansion with the Zolgath. There was a Zolgath in my mansion? Suffice it to say, I think Moonlight is probably alright. I think Moonlight's napping. We're good. It's very dark down here. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, you're running out of sunlight. <laughs> then after the wizard, Jeb, it's your turn. So grabbed, 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 and grabbed. Turtle is going to attempt to bite on this guy. She'll probably miss with a 27. 27 does miss. Jeb's going to... Call down Storm Flash's level six lightning bolt. Ooh! Straight through number one. And that's the one that's grabbing you, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's not good for me. Alright, reflex save. Oh, wait, is this yours? It is. You know oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot. Why wouldn't I? 
Yeah, I think you would not know. Because I haven't done, I have not done anything with it yet. And Moonlight didn't say shit. Moonlight just slumped over. You were being carried away. You had your, you know, minds on other things. Sure, why not? I already said it. Yep. So reflex save, right? Yeah, but let me figure out if it's. So I didn't point out because I don't think there'd be any way you would know that Moonlight did that. As of right now, no, not really. Oh, uh, you want to give me a reflex of thirty-three? Reflex gets a uh, thirty, so fail. Oh, forty-seven damage. Moonlight's body convulses as it as they take twenty-three points of damage. <laughs> Does the Gagateth still take forty-seven? Yeah, the Gagateth still takes forty-seven. I just get half as mental damage to me. And then I'll try a. Is it athletics or acrobatics to get a? Uh, athletics, if you're going to scale. You could make a melee attack roll as well. Oh, you mean just to... I could make a roll, too. Yeah, yeah. It'd, just, it'd be just like a, a standard attack roll. It's a basic attack roll or your athletics, whichever is higher. Correct. Well, yeah, then it'd be 30. A 30 does not escape. Okay, done. Well, then after Jebediah and Turtle, it takes us over to the Gagateth, who is currently being possessed by Moonlight. It's going to give a will save. And gets a 29. Uh, it fails, so I get to act this turn. I guess one action to carry off prey back to us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has a 40-foot movement. You could just carry Jeb right back to where he was. Yeah, I'll do that. Oh, wait, no. Can I use the skittering assault? Because the carry off prey isn't actually an action. I'm no, just saying just I can thing. move full speed. Yeah, 100%. So I want to use skittering assault instead. Stride three times. Stride three times. So a Will that get me? Movement. I want to get behind Gagateth 5 and hit it. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that would absolutely get back there. Okay. And you can release as a free action. So you can drop Jeb right there if you want. Yeah, and I will do that. Okay. And then once per stride, it can attempt a leg strike against a creature in its reach at any point during the stride. Correct. Which means we'd be attacking the one that's currently grabbing Turtle. Yes. So let's see. A leg attack is plus 26. 33 hit flanked Gagateth 5? Uh, I suppose it can't be flanked. Can't so be 33. Flanked, but a 33 does hit. Okay. So 23 piercing damage to Gagateth 5. So you take Jeb all the way with you to the other side of the Gagateth, drop him after making that's an two attack. Actions. Yep, that's two actions, so you still have a third action. And then I will Jaws number five, I guess. 36 did him. 36 will hit. Yeah, I roll better as this guy than I do myself. <laughs> Plus 12, so I will deal him 29 piercing. And then uh, free action to grab Gagateth five? Yeah, free action. So we got like a grab train going on here. I've got him grabbed. He's got turtle grabbed. Number five's got turtle grabbed, and then you just grabbed it. It gives a confused shriek, and one of its heads turns around, and its eyes go back to focus on it, what it thought was its ally. And enough. Peach pie, hanging 30 feet in the air in the jaws of a Gagateth. It's your turn. Yeah, I'm going to kill it. I'm just grabbed and not swallowed whole, so that's absolutely true. Strike is normal. Smack. With a 39 to hit, that hits. And we'll deal them 47 damage. You set him up on the wall, right? Uh, that's correct. Uh, I could awesome blow him down, but I don't think so. I'm just going to kill him. Attack number two, 31 to hit. That also hits. Jesus, their AC is terrible. Yeah. 32 damage. 
Alright, it's looking real hurt. And third attack, we'll just see what we can get. 31 to hit. That's his AC. It's awesome. 39 damage. And that kills it. I want to contend I'm expecting this fall. <laughs> uh, you will take 15 feet, 15 points of damage as you fall with the Gogateth as it loses its grip on the wall. Got it. I like to imagine you used it as like a trampoline. And you just <laughs> like bounced off of him. He went squish. Both your bodies thud to the ground. All right. Thus, squish. Well, that squish. leaves two Gogateths that you can see. One of them is being possessed by Moonlight. Now it's the one that is not possessed. Very confused right now with Turtle. It has Turtle in its grasp. It's not entirely certain what to do. The first thing it's going to do is it's going to attempt to break the grapple that Swanee's Gogateth has on this, or Moonlight's Gogateth has on it. So that's an athletics check against my athletics DC? Uh, fortitude DC. Or forti- fortitude DC, okay. Yeah. Does athletics trigger a attack of opportunity? 41. No. An escape uh, attempt does... Well, does not. I don't think it does. Does it have to have the manipulate or move trait? Uh, yeah, no, so that does not trigger an attack, and it does use its first action, gets a 41 to break the grab. And that does beat the 42 DC. Then with its second action, it is going to skitter with turtle in tow. That That is a movement action, though. That's correct. 45. That's a critical hit. You don't take my kit. 58 damage? (laughs) And that kills him outright. So just as it's getting up to take turtle... Jeb cuts it down. That one's dead, which means Turtle is no longer grabbed. Which takes us to the top of round four, Wizard. It's your turn. So there's only the one left, right? That's correct. And the last thing I saw was it come back and bring Jeb Drop back off. to us. Drop off Jeb and attack its ally, yes. <laughs> and after Peach Pie told me this about the spell being cast, I feel like I'd put two and two together and assume the lights inside there. I'm smart. Smart. Wiz smart. I guess delay? Uh, then after the wizard, Jeb, it's your turn. I'm going to delay until I see what Moonlight does. For context, this thing that grabbed you and skittered away with you stops, turned back around, flanked the other one with Turtle, dropped you off, and then attacked it. You're just attacking the possessed one. But you get a critical miss. That, that works. I get a natural one to hit the Gogotek one. I critically miss it. <laughs> and then... Turtle's gonna go to Moonlight in confusion. And then I'm gonna attack it again. Aw, I'm done. <laughs> 29 misses. <laughs> it was meant to be. Well, then after Jeb and Turtle, I picture Turtle, like, curling around Moonlight, confused and trying to protect them at the same time. Yeah. We're gonna give a will save for the surviving Gogateth. He gets a 36. Uh, that's enough. That's what it needed. It will act on its own accord this turn. Its head slash mouths shake, trying to, like, regain its balance. It attacks Jebediah as its first thing. Like, I had this thing in my grip just a moment ago. It thinks it's going crazy. Gets a 30 to hit. No. Well, then it's going to try again. Jeb does a 26 hit. No. Man, now it's super confused, and it's taking a moment to look around, and it sees all of its fallen comrades, and it starts skittering backwards, away from everyone. It's lucky I missed. Oh, attack opportunity. That's three misses. 
Well, that takes us over to Peach Pie to return. All right. Um, does the party know that it hurts you if they attack it while you're possessing it? I guess I don't know if I ever actually said that. If Moonlight didn't know that, they do now. Well, no, Moonlight knew because Moonlight got hurt last time, too. Oh, yeah, that's like, right. Like, I, I know that, but I don't know if anybody in the party knew that. Trying to think of a reason I wouldn't just go attack number one. Kill it. Moonlight's got plenty of I think I would just go attack it. I'm sorry, Moonlight. No, it's all good. I don't see why I wouldn't, though. I move up to it. And I'm going to smack it. Smack away. I hit it for 45. This is a critical. That's a critical hit. 71 damage. God, no, that's going to take more damage from you guys. And it takes all of it. Smack. And Moonlight's body twitches and hurls a little bit. Do I notice that? Can I make a perception check to maybe notice that? I am sure. behind a Wemoth. Yeah, I never mind. Yeah, I don't even see you. I don't even see you. Is that? Oh, no, that's way out of sight. Yeah, yeah. Nope, sorry, bud. All right, I'm sorry. I'm that was for the audience, not for Peach Pie. Spend my third action swinging at it. Oh, by the way, it's knocked prone. Okay, got it. Spend my third action swinging at it again. 40 to hit. Well, it's prone. So that's a critical hit. Sorry, good luck. 91 damage. Oh my god. <laughs> 91? <laughs> and Moonlight's body lurches uh, and twitches once more. Trill's gotta be like freaking the fuck out. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> that way that cats do when they're confused and starts looking around and down at Moonlight, like. What's attacking Moonlight? It's looking at the like turtle, turtles looking at the ceiling all over. Can't find the attacker. Yeah, because I'm assuming if I can't act, like if it gets to act on its own turn, I don't get like I can't dismiss the spell if I'm not acting. I would assume, right? I mean that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the fact that sense to Moonlight me. is unconscious. Yeah, it's just who has control that turn. Right. After Peach Pie smacks the Gagatath slash Moonlight Wizard at the top of round five. It's your turn. I don't want to burn any more spells. I cast a Ray of Frost at the Gok Attack. You guys are going to kill Moonlight. I saw Peach Pie hit. Oh, my God. I assumed it was safe to attack. (laughs) It's all right. You're not going to die. I saw Peach Pie hit it. I thought we're good because Peach Pie was the one that told me not like. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't know. What'd you get, Wizard? I may have gotten a 40 to hit. It's a critical hit because Peach Pie knocked it prone. I roll... Oh my god, that's a decent amount of fours. I rolled 16d4 plus 10. I rolled 1-1. Yeah, that's a solid ray of frost. A good amount of fours and threes. I I rolled 53 damage. (laughs) Moonlight, what happens? Um, Gotta know. Nothing. Moonlight does not wake up. What? I don't know how the spell works in at all. Uh, if the possessed body dies, the spell ends, and you must succeed a fortitude save against your spell DC or be paralyzed for one hour. So Moonlight is technically paralyzed for one hour. You guys don't know that. Make you safe. <laughs> I failed my save. A hero point? It's an hour. Moonlight's back arches, and they go up on their roots and their branches with their trunk in the air and then freeze in that position. 
and just kind of clatter to the side. Honestly, after like a minute or two of Moonlight not waking up and all the enemies being dead, the Wiz would investigate and he would try to do a, a knowledge check. Yeah, I'd do like a heal check for sure. The spell itself, knowing, I mean, he, we've, we've seen the spell once before. Moonlight probably hasn't told me everything about it, but I'd probably try to make a check on the spell to try to understand it. Can I do that? Jeb just hosted the body up and puts them on Turtle's back. Well, first thing I'd do is I'd make a heal check on Moonlight to see a medicine check to see if Moonlight needs to be healed. Like, are they injured? What's going on here? Go ahead. So, a medicine check, I get a 29. A 29. Moonlight is unconscious, but very injured. You get that idea because as you are inspecting Moonlight's body, the bark is almost flaking off at the touch. Okay. Then I will start healing Moonlight while Wizard is doing uh, wizard things to try and understand what's going on. All right, Wizard, give me your uh, occultism check. Arcana check, Ar- you mean. Arcana. <laughs> right. Do I do the bit where I pretend like you're not going to roll an Arcana check? Yeah, I think you have to. Okay, um, all right. That's that's my job just, here. Just so people understand that um, <laughs> we're not just, like, flat-out cheating. Um, <laughs> so I, I've been trying to figure out what I would actually do. I think the... You're identifying a spell. I don't think it'd be identify spell because I don't I didn't see the spell. And part of identifying spell is that you see the spell, isn't it? Once you discover that an item, location, or ongoing effect is magical, you can spend ten minutes to try to identify the particulars of its magic. I, I guess that's what I was asking for. Yes, that's what. Uh, yeah, I'm identifying magic. I'm taking twice as long, so it's going to take twenty minutes. Okay. Then in that twenty minutes time, Peach Pie is going to heal Moonlight, which we already kind of started. Peach Pie, what do you get on your medicine check, and what's the DC? I heal Moonlight for fifty-one. I set the DC to thirty, and I rolled a nat twenty. Nice. Moonlight, take your HP back. That's halfway through with the wizard, not really quite sure exactly what's going on, but it's taking an extra moment to maybe figure it out. Jeb, what are you doing during this time? Uh, I just put Moonlight on Turtle's back, and I was just like, well, it sucks to suck. Staying close by while Peach Pie's healing Moonlight? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I, I did get a 44 to identify the magic that is affecting Moonlight, though. All right. A 44 will identify. You know of the possession spell and all of its effects, positive and negative. All right. I let everybody know that it's going to be another 40 minutes before Moonlight wakes up. There's an hour, right? Yes. Yeah, it's There's nothing we, I, nothing I know of that would be able to re- bring them back faster, right? Not according to the spells. Capel doesn't say anything. Nope. Okay. So just paralyzed for an hour. It's 24 hours if I critically fail my check. Oof. Oh, damn. Shit. We'll all run that, some more medicine that spells, checks. That spells some drawbacks. Yeah, well, normally your party doesn't attack you. <laughs> I thought we were in the clear. Each by took a swing. I thought we were good. <laughs> Second 10 minutes, both Moonlight and Peach Pie heal an additional 41. Well, actually, I heal 46. So you heal 41. After that heal, you now know that uh, Moonlight is going to be down for the next 40 minutes. Uh, During that time, I'll take 10 minutes to restore a focus point and heal Turtle. Okay, so you spend 10 minutes saying sucks to sucks to Moonlight, and then the second 10 Mm -hmm. minutes refocusing? Or is telling Moonlight it sucks to sucks refocusing? Sure. Sure. (laughs) That sounds like a druid refocus. <laughs> Telling nature it sucks. 
Son of a tree. He's an abomination. If they're abomination, telling an abomination of nature. That seems legit. Moonlight and Peach Pie heal another thirty-seven into the thirtieth minute. Jeb, I'm assuming you're refocusing so you can heal Turtle. Yeah. Yeah, which I fully did. Uh, Peach Pie, can you heal multiple people at once? You got that ward medic yet? Yeah, I'm doing me and Moonlight. I've done me and Moonlight three times. Oh, you only do two people, can't you? For now. I'll restore a focus point again. And then... Uh, 40-minute mark. We're going to do another one. And, Jeb, you have time to do that refocus to cast there? Hell yeah. Shit, Peach Pie. All right, Moonlight, you and I are going to be both back to full. 50-minute mark. We'll do Jeb and Wizard. I mean, I can try medicine myself. What's the... I can change it up to what? I Don't do it, do though, because that'll, that'll make it so you can't do it to you for another hour, whereas Uh-oh. Peach probably can do it every ten minutes. Yeah, I just keep going. So, Jeb and Wizard, you will both heal. Basically, Jeb, don't do treat wounds anymore. Peach Pie... 38. That negate your shit. Or not negate, but make your shit... No, I'm better. Pointless. Wait, but you can uh, battle medicine yourself. Yes. So, so is that like the one hour? Is that the one hour mark? There now? should be one more. Yeah, one more. Another ten minutes. Yeah, I'll do one more ten minute on Jeb, who's the only one who needs it, or, and, and Turtle if Turtle needs any more. Nah, they're all full. Not Turtle's full with one heal. See, I'm better than you. You are. <laughs> I don't deny this. Jeb yeah, heal an additional forty-two. All right, and he said I can just battle medicine my ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you <laughs> could, but you could. You could let Peach Pie do it. Or we could just minutes, take another ten minutes. At that one hour mark, all of a sudden Moonlight just like sits up and gasps and like looks around like, uh, what what just happened? Uh I'm not sure, but the wizard seems to think it was a consequence of the spell you cast. And also of me hitting that monster which hurt you and I'm sorry. Well, um, you killed it, so that's, that's good, and I'm okay. I'm glad you're okay, Moon Knight. I healed your wounds. Um, <laughs> if, uh, it's a little fuzzy in there, but it looked like it was trying to attack and get away, so you did what you had to do, Peach Pie. It's okay. Then after the, uh, what we did, 70 minutes of rest there, the chamber is silent. The only thing you really hear is just the sound of the water rippling nearby. There's a strange sight that's on the other side of the water. You can kind of see where the tunnel continues on beyond this chamber, but there's almost a little antechamber on the other side of the body of water uh, that looks slightly hazy and has multicolored hues glowing from its opening. I forgot to mention this, but during like the 40 minutes that of extra time, or 50 minutes of extra time we had, I definitely would have recast, or burned my Drain Bonded item level 1 to recall my Unseen Servant, and have them pick up all my shit and put it back in my bags. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing that myself. That's fucking manual labor, and Peach Pie was very busy. Do you just hold your arms out so that it just comes in and inserts the you know ones into the sleeve. No, I, I just toss my bags at the unseen servant or next to the piles, and I'm like, just, just put it all away. <laughs> all right. Did you heal me again? Yeah, I can heal you one more time if we want to take another ten minutes. Uh, I critically failed. I'll use my hero point. 
Because you're going to deal him 1d8 damage. That's fair. I'll just let it go. It's level is like... You take an eight, you son things. of a bitch. <laughs> I'll fix it. I'll fix it. You assholes just dealt me like 100 fucking damage. <laughs> you deal him eight and he gets mad. All right. Yeah, I apologize to Moonlight and be like, yeah, I thought Peach Pie knew that, you know, we were good. My bad. I heal him 40. So what you haven't done as of up to now is you haven't searched the area on the other side of the water, and you have not investigated the small cavern with the mist and the bioluminescent mushrooms. Well, everything's bioluminescent down here. So what do you all do? Uh, I guess start to explore this area. So on the western side of the waters, go ahead and give me a perception check. 26. There are a lot of mushrooms. You don't really find anything interesting over here. Maybe the mushrooms are valuable, but you would have to you know, take a closer look to get an idea as to how. Now Moonlight tries to talk to him, see if any of them are sentient. So while Moonlight's walking around, like, putting their branches on their knobby roots, trying to talk to the mushrooms, anyone else do anything? Yeah, I got nothing. Apparently after trying to talk to all the mushrooms, Moonlight's going to go back... Across this short area, the thinnest section, to the east side of the river, whatever you want to call that thing. Nah, yeah, it's not even moving water, it's just a, a deep pool. You can leap over that pretty simply. Go ahead and give me a perception oh, shit. check to check it did out. We, uh, did we look into the water at all? Did we see if there's anything at the bottom of the water to find? 31, it's a little bit better. As I said, the, the whiz is going to walk around and just kind of investigate. Does my spell slime sense any magic anywhere as I walk around? No, you uh, don't get any magic initially. But as you get about halfway into this uh, you know, little clearing of 30-foot-tall mushrooms, it does go off. And it points you to the direction of what looks to be a scrabbled-together nest of sorts. Uh, do you, you find a few on this side, actually. You would assume these are probably the ne- nests of the Gogateths. But inside one of those... Yeah. Uh, well, one of them, inside one of them, has a tattered sack. And whatever's magical is inside the sack. I have my unseen servant open the sack. Okay, okay. Uh, there are two things in here. There is a hand crossbow and a book. Uh, I'll check the hand crossbow for magic. That's the magic thing. 48. That's a plus three. Greater striking hand crossbow. Plus three, you said. Plus three greater striking? Holy shit. Greater striking hand crossbow. You guys have greater striking already, right? You don't have plus three, I think they do. Yeah, we do. And nobody has plus three, though. Yeah, nobody has plus three. Somebody does now. In a a day. In a day, yeah. (laughs) The hand crossbow is also loaded with a bolt that's magical. 44. Why would you look at that? It is a ghost bolt. A ghost bolt is a piece of magical ammunition. Ghost ammunition? Ghost ammunition is cool to the touch. The ammunition has the benefits of the ghost touch property rune and can fly through any obstacle except those that can block incorporeal creatures or effects. So the ammunition itself can phase through obstacles too. That's crazy. Yep, ghost ammunition. Penetrates barriers and ignores all cover. The target still benefits from the flat check from being concealed or hidden. So that's cool. After it is launched, the ammunition vanishes into mist. However, in the dead of night, 1d4 days later, it reappears in the last quiver or other container it was taken from. Nice. 
That's fucking cool. That's very cool. I mean, it's 1d4 days later, which is, you know, it's, it's got one hell of a cooldown, but most ammunition just is destroyed. Yeah, usually you use it and it's gone. This is that one specialty piece that you really only need one every, you know, once every book or two, maybe, right? You need to get that perfect shot off. Not that any of you would use it. Problem is, we don't use <laughs> ranged. And all my spells are already ghost touch, so... Certainly not your thing. So that's worth 900 gold. And you said there's a book. There's a book. A book titled Orvian Mushrooms. I like mushrooms. Let me read this book. It's a rare book filled with lore and illustrations about a few dozen different types of Darklands fungi. Fungi. I'm keeping it, guys. I don't care if it's worth 500 gold. I'm keeping that book. (laughs) That book's worth 500 gold. Do you start flipping through it right away, or do you just store it? I start flipping through it right away. As you're flipping through it, you notice that a mushroom looks familiar. You see a mushroom that's in this book is in this this mushroom forest that you're in. Oh, no. What what is it? Deathcaps. Deathcaps are a very poisonous mushroom that, when refined, can create deathcap powder poison, which is a 13th level poison. Pretty nasty one. So this is this book tells us how to do it or how to No, fit? no, uh, not necessarily how to do it, but with the information here, do you think you could do it with a successful nature check? Do I want to do that? You mean an arcana check. Hey, it's not difficult when you've got a jab. What? Would that work? Why would that not work oh for arcana? Oh my god, would that work? It is a skill check. <laughs> Uh, okay, alright, well, do you want to, uh... What is that feat called? Universal Theory. Oh, I chose Legendary for Survival and not Nature. What a dork. Unified, Unified Theory. Yeah, you took it so that you could, uh, do Survival on other planes, remember, Spencer? Oh, that's right, I wanted the, the feat. Whenever you use a skill action or a skill feat that requires a nature, occultism, or religion check, depending on the magic tradition, you can use Arcana instead. If you would normally take a penalty or have a higher DC for using Arcana on other magic, such as when using Identify Magic, you no longer do so. That, that's pretty cut and dry, shit. <laughs> it is a skill check. Fine. Skill action. Fine. Yeah, it would work. I have no reason to make poison, though. Like They're worth 450 gold a pop. How many, how many could I make? Hard to tell. Depends on how well you do it. Anywhere from one to three doses from the caps that you just kind of are looking around. Do I need a, like an alchemy set or something? You would be able to... Well, the thing about death cap powder is that it very literally is just the powder from the death cap mushroom. So what you have to do is you have to go under it with a vial or some sort of gathering tool and gently knock the powder into a vial or something like that, right? Oh, it's the spores? Yeah, it's like the spores of it. And he says 400 gold per one? 450 gold per dose, if you can get enough per dose. Guys, is it worth it for me to do some checks quick to make some money? I've got got my portable alchemy room. (laughs) Okay, let's do this. I'm sure you've got the tools to, you know, gather it in there. Absolutely. Obviously, I'm dealing with poison. I take twice as long. So uh, you pop the shed up just right here. 42. So for the next two hours, the wizard goes around gathering the spores from the death cap powder, securing three doses of death cap powder. Is that an item you can give us? Nice. There it is. Is that all I think I can get? From what you see here, yes. 
there is not a lot of powder on each death cap, and it's not like the death caps are completely littered across the oh, entire forest. They're just fuck that shit hurts. Yeah, dude, that is a nasty poison. That is damage. And sickened on top of it for later stages? Stage Gross. 1 is 13d6. Stage 2 is 17d6. And stage 3 is 20d6. I don't like that the onset's 10 minutes. Yeah, that's definitely like a drop in somebody's food kind of thing. Yeah. The best part is, is that it has a maximum duration of not like six rounds, six minutes. So this will kill you unless you save up. Well, but it's a minute per stage. stage. Is it a minute per? It is a minute per stage. So it's still. Yeah. So it's still only six ticks. It, and it's consumable and ingested. It's not an injury poison, so you wouldn't. Yeah, it's not really. You literally have to lace somebody's food. So it's not good for us, but it's worth a lot of money. I'm sure, there's a noble somewhere who wants to poison a rival. Okay, um, I forgot about this little chunk up to the north. I'll go look in there, I guess. Uh, do you just kind of swim over? It's stagnant water. It's not moving. Sure. Two on the die for 25. 25 to... Perception to search that area. As you walk into this, uh, you know, get out of the water into this cave, because the only access point is from the water. It's a lower ceiling. Uh, the rest of the ceilings in the iridescent garden here are 60 feet tall. This one's only about 10 feet. And as you walk in, the small cave is full of vividly colorful mushrooms with strange shapes. The mushrooms pulse and undulate rhythmically, as if dancing to an inaudible tune. As you walk in, you need to give me a fortitude save. Oh, there's the other side. A nat 20 for a 44. So, you're not affected by the mist of, like, spores that are in here. It's really light. It seems innocuous. Uh, You walk in, and you see some strange things in here. It almost looks like several people have come into this place and used it as, like, a, a ritual cave of some kind. You find, like, blocks of incense, bone fetishes, other items like that of spiritual significance... Uh, there's some nonsensical scribblings on the walls in many different languages, none that you recognize. Did you say that it's like like there's like a rhythm to these things or something? Or? Oh, yeah. They pulse in time. It's like being in this little underground mini rave cave. I was going to say, Moonlight like, starts like moving to the rhythm, too. Just like kind of like swaying. And and you feel it. You hear it, even. Knock out. Uh, wizard, there's... Some writings over here. I don't don't know what they say. Right. So I can't, I'm pl- kind of like playing off that nat twenty. Like I I didn't even realize that something tried to poison me or something. <laughs> no idea. Okay, I'll come take a look. Um, I don't I don't really want to get wet. Hey, peach pie. Yeah, I'll go. You, you want it? Oh, you want Thank me you. to just bring you over there so you don't get? Oh, that's all you want? Yeah, and I just hop up into your arms. <laughs> <sighs> Carry me, please. Carry me like I'm a princess. I do. Carry me me like you do moonlight. (laughs) I will. How deep is the water? Do I need to run on it? You would need to run on it, yes. All right. Take a step back. Flap, 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 (laughs) flap. Okay, we're over. 
so Peach Bayou, you splash across the surface of the water with Gingerly holding the wizard, and you get into this small cavern. It's a ten-foot ceiling. It's almost a low ceiling, Peach Bayou. You can, you know, you're not brushing the top of it, but you can certainly feel the top of the cavern there. And it is. It's this undulating rhythm, and they're all pulsing. And even Moonlight's in here dancing. Everybody give me a fortitude save. Well, except for Jeb and Turtle. They haven't joined the dance party yet. Uh, 39. Uh, I got a 30. Don't do it. Don't do it. Fine, I'm good. Peach by your stupefied three. And absolutely, you are fascinated by the mushrooms in this cave. Wizard, what do you do when you walk in? You're not affected by this. I look for what Moonlight told me to look at. You take a look, and there are there's scribblings on the walls. Peach Pie, you take a step in the cave after you put the wizard down, and your vision begins to darken at the corners, and you get tunnel vision. The little circle of sight that you get starts to wave, and colors start to happen, like this kaleidoscope effect at the end of this tunnel vision. And then it all starts getting black. And from the right side to the left runs abruptly, out of nowhere, suddenly, if you will, a dark, nightmarish tide of undead Zolgaths. And they are going through your vision like a gruesome wave. They're just there and running, and they're covering everything. And then your vision flickers. And then an image of a burning triangle with countless eyes appears in front of you. Flicker. It changes again. There's a dead drow in front of you with their body wrapped in linen and their face cast in shadow speaking strange words that you don't understand. Flicker. You're back in a dark and stormy night pounding stakes around a circus tent. Boy of twelve pound and clang. Clang, the sound of the wood mallet meeting the stake, matching the rhythm of the mushrooms in the room. Clang, clang. Suddenly your vision is back. You're in the room. You're a little dizzy and still fascinated by the mushrooms. Huh. Does my spell slime sense magic in this room, by the way? Are you more interested in the writing or the magic? I probably would have gone for magic. Well, it depends how quickly my spell slime recognizes the magic. Because I'd start going towards what Moonlight is trying to point out to me. Yeah. But my spell slime points at magic. I go for magic. Powerful magic. Powerful necromantic magic. Oh, that's the good stuff. Moonlight gets a 46 to dance. Peach by gains vision and just this Moonlight beautifully dancing in front of this flickering array of bioluminescent mushrooms. So, coming down off of his trip, Peach Pie is going to, like, turn around and slowly walk back into the water until his head is under the water. Just right down, slowly walking down into the water. Then he's going to turn around again, and he's going to walk back in. Does he need to make another fortitude save? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Okay. Good. Can I deliberately fail it? You choose to fail it? Yes. Okay, you do. Peach Pie enjoys his second trip. 
you're yep you're you're stupefied three this time when the trip hits you it's all fucking butterflies and moonlight dancing and triplicates in your vision kaleidoscope and waves it's a rave party in here I'm so colorful too for you after he comes down we could make so much gold I wish I could show this to bubbles Peach Pie, after you come out of your second trip, you realize, if you want, you may be able to focus the energies in this room on a single moment in your past to enhance the clarity of that moment, as per the spell Modify Memory. We're going on some shaman journeys, boys. (laughs) It's like ayahuasca. In fact, if you remember a moment in the campaign, and I don't know if you actually do, but, you know, if you do, if you remember a moment in the campaign that you failed recall knowledge's checks on in the past, you can go back to that moment through these visions and attempt recall knowledge check again with your current modifier. My goodness. I don't know how Peach Pie communicates that to the party. (laughs) Wizard, you should inhale some of this. Uh, I'm going to look at this magic first. Tyler, detect magic. What is the school of magic and where is the highest level of magic? Necromancy. On the floor, you see a few things on the floor. Religious fetishes that I mentioned earlier, but there's also like a strange staff that has a small metal hook on one end and a length of chain on the other. But lying next to that staff is a satchel that contains... A bunch of rare incense. You think about 150 gold worth of rare incense. And a strange puzzle box. The Arcana on the puzzle box. Nat 20. 52. Wait, it's not a puzzle box. Each one of these segments on this box actually opens a drawer into an extra-dimensional space. And inside each of those spaces are tools and medicines and herbs and ointments and a seemingly endless supply of healing items of impeccable quality. Enough that would grant anyone using them a plus three item bonus to medicine checks and a special activation to treat poison or disease. You had me at extra dimensional spaces. You lost me at medicine. <laughs> yeah, the fuck, what the fuck is this medicine you speak of? This I don't, thing is I don't... called a Greater Marvelous Medicine. It's a magical healer's bag. What circumstance? What kind of bonus? Was it a circumstance bonus or an item bonus? Uh, it's a plus three item bonus to medicine checks. Item bonus. I think I've got gloves that already give me a plus one item bonus. Healer's gloves too. Uh, yeah, but... I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to give these to Jeb. But I can't. It's if it is it for medicine checks. You said, yeah. I use nature yeah, for medicine checks. Yeah. I will take the bag. I would like that. It's level eighteenth. I an eighteenth level item. Guess how much it's worth. Just throw a number at me. Seven silver, twenty thousand gold. Five k. Eight dollars. Um, I have to go with like yeah, fifteen thousand. So Swanee's the closest without going over. That David is the closest. It's nineteen thousand gold. I win Price is Right. <laughs> well, I'm taking it for now. I don't give a shit. We selling that. We gotta sell that. Yeah, we can sell it, but I'm taking it until we do. It's almost 2k a piece. Uh, what else do I find? Is there anything magical about that staff? No, no, it's just an odd hooked staff with a chain at the end of it. Is it odd, though? Like, do I? Can I recall knowledge on it to try and see if it is means anything? Sure, go on. 
Oh, there's that nat one. I don't know shit about that staff. Shrugs all around. Uh, to the writing, then. Let me read some writing. Go ahead and give me a arcana check. It would be occultism, but go ahead and give me an arcana check. Taking twice as long. Are you fucking kidding me? What's in here? They're just ranting and ravings. Uh, written in Aklo, Elven, Undercommon. Yeah, I might hero point that. Not worth it. They're just nonsensical scribblings on the walls. It just seems like things that are different rituals and spiritual rites to different deities. Mostly unsavory kind in the dark lands here. But do you even see the occasional scribblings of a Desnanite? Desnite? Desnan? I'm gonna go with Desnan. Yeah, Moonlight is nonsense. But I found this cool cube. Um, so, yeah, when the wizard's like, it's just nonsensical stuff, Moonlight like, oh, oh, okay. Are we done here then? Like, they're still swaying, though. Are there mushrooms in this room? Yeah, that's what's making the bioluminescence... I recognize them from the book. They are in the book. It that calls them out as being hallucinogenic in quality. Not to ingest though, just the spores, and the spores linger in the air, which is why most of them gather in a room like this. The spores kill other fungi. So the only thing in this small cavern are these mushrooms. Uh, however, on humanoid beings like yourselves, they have the hallucinogenic qualities. Noted here is some People state that you can uh, use it to bring clarity to memories in the past. Does it say what the side effects are? Negative side effects? None noted. Aside from the stupefied condition, but, you know, that's pretty common. (laughs) How long does the stupefied last? Uh, As long as you're in the cave and you failed the, you know, the check. Say I wanted to maybe bring some mushrooms with me. Do I know what the shelf life of these mushrooms <laughs> are in an extra-dimensional space with no oxygen? They don't have a shelf life, really. The book indicates that they colonize certain places in the Darklands, and once the mushrooms are separated from the colony, they deactivate. Oh, that's disappointing. So there's like a network of these. There's probably several other small caverns or offshoots like this throughout the Darklands that connect through to a major colony of this particular fungus. I wanted to bring some mushrooms. It's all connected, man. Yeah, that's a theory in the book, which is why they think that the bioluminescence thrums like this from the you know, hive mind of mushrooms, if you will. Well, then we better just keep moving. Jeb, are you finally coming across the water to see what the hubbub is about? No, those guys are doing drugs. Drugs are bad. <laughs> <laughs> what next, friends? Uh, continue on, then. To the Aeon Orb. Teleport. You guys... <laughs> fuck off. <no. laughs> you guys uh, don't take advantage of the recall knowledge check of the past or the modify memory to make some clarity of uh, memory in the past or anything oh, like that. Oh, we talked so much I totally forgot about that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if that was on purpose or... I mean, you can always come back to this cavern. You know where it is. Wizard, you didn't hallucinate on these at all. Yeah, it's really disappointing, but I also don't like being stupefied. <laughs> yeah, it's not so good for casters. It only stupefies you while you're in the cave. Okay, okay. You know, he'd have to try it at least once. He'd like right. step right. out of the room and then come back in. You could just purposely fail it. Yes. 
you see the same vision that Peach Pie saw. You do have a couple of flashes of things in the past that come to mind for you. In particular, Zaraneth comes to mind several times, and there's this thing that's been nagging at you about Shrain, that place that was mentioned that Luther told you about. Yeah, I tried to recall knowledge on that and failed, didn't I? You did? Yeah, can I make a new check on that? You certainly can. God, that was hovering 20 for so long. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're making a society check, uh, not Arcana. Oh, it wouldn't be any of the magic shit. Okay. Recall recall knowledge on this one uh, is going to be society for Shrain. Oh, no. My society, it's so much lower. 46. There you go. Now, that is a success. And and, and you're searching around your memories for, for Shrain, and, and you find one. You focus in on it, and you find that it's you as... Obron and Zaraneth sitting with each other in a room smoking. He's going on and on about what happened at the Winter Winter Council and he's been droning about it for hours. But there's a moment where he, he says to you Obron, I've found a place. It's in this place. It's a city called Train. The Drow exiled a noble family. One of the Drow noble families. They came across this place where the entire cavern is covered with these dangerous crystals that radiate. The reason they were exiled, they worship Urgothoans, and they've all turned themselves into powerful undead of several different varieties. Mummies, liches, ghosts. If the lantern bearers won't do anything about the drow any longer, the very least, the least thing that I can do find a way to destroy that city. It's dangerous, Obron. And the memory fades. And after the memory, you realize that you've actually done some research into Shrain after Zaraneth mentioned these things to you. And you know that Shrain is its a market hub for a lot of black market things in the Darklands. There's a lot of trade that goes in and out of Shrain, surprisingly. One of the biggest trades that they they trade in is, as Drow do, humanoid flesh. One of the things that you recall being so repugnant about this is that, you know, the Drow will bring people from the Overland down to keep as prisoners and to train them up as servants and what have you. These bring them into the Vault of the Black Desert. And in the Vault of the Black Desert, they're exposed to the radiation. So they're kept barely alive with scant treatment so that they are too weak to escape. And there's a lot of trade that happens from that. One of the things that really perked your interest was this place called the Red Circus. Turns out living forever needs you to, uh, you know, find a way to entertain yourself. And staying in the same city generation after generation, they created an entertainment district. Is it an actual circus or is that the name of the district? Uh, it's the Red Circus. It is an actual circus. It's also also the name of the district. I'm going to go out to like, teleport all of our circus supplies down. We're going to battle it out. One other thing that you recall in your study, one of the reasons that Zaraneth j- didn't just teleport straight to Shrain and start doing underground guerrilla work to undermine them was that teleportation magic doesn't really work in the vault. And we've been told that already. True. That is true. And it's the reason we had to teleport so fucking far away. <laughs> That's some good info. I don't know if I'd share any of that. In fact, I probably wouldn't. 
so the wizard keeps the undead city of Drow to himself. I mean, if we end up running into it, then I'll bring it up. But, like, for now, it doesn't seem like it's uh, it's something I need to tell everybody. It sounds like you got to talk about your past if you do. No, fuck that. Fuck that, he says. <laughs> <laughs> into the Darklands we go. The wizard's backstory, nobody knows. Not even him. An entire city full of undead drought does sound like a pretty cool place to go, though. But I'm not certain I want to see what kind of circus a place like that would have. Just seems like it'd be unnecessarily violent and gross. You know, with all the undead drow and worshipping of Ergothoa. Will we meet up with them and have a circus off? Find out next time as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.